sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it, till we get it. Paul Wall in the coolest foot was A talking. Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run, 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 run the side, run the side. Open a window, light a match, or get out the air freshener. Cause you're now entering the Fart Locker Podcast with JT and Robert. This is Mitch. Hey Mitch, quick cue for you. Quick cue. I got a quick cue for you. Are you with me? This is Satchel, Satchel Rhinestone. Um, I'm calling from the American Association of Pole Volters, and I'm going to be honest. I've had multiple emails giving me your number, telling me that some journalist has been bad-mouthing pole vaulting. And I'm not an angry guy. I'm not an aggressive guy. I'm calling just to kind of settle the score. What's the issue with our sport? I've been doing... I've been doing what now? Sorry, you caught me off guard. I've heard from multiple sources that you are bad-mouthing the sport of pole vaulting. And I understand, frankly, a lot of people come to the sport, not really knowing. They see it in some freaking online meme or they think it's some sort of goof from... Sure, sure. I, I, I just want to stop you. I think you have the wrong number. I, I guarantee I, I, I don't, Mitch. Talking, I, I've never talked about pole vaulting in my life. Yeah, here's the thing. Line's going to get us nowhere, and I'm not mad. That's, that's the issue. I've talked to the council about this. We had... 15 emails in a Zoom meeting, and we all decided this is just a conversation. This isn't, this isn't an act of aggression. No one's in trouble. No one's in trouble. But let's squash it. This isn't something that we need in the media world. This isn't something that we need between friends. This isn't something that we need in our sport. We're not, this, <laughs> this isn't javelin throwing, man. We're, right? we're not a bunch of freaking jocks. We're, we're cool-headed, all right? This is an easy, squashable problem. So... Uh, you know, I'll be straight with you. You be straight with me. What's the issue? I'm being as straight as I humanly possibly can. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, I'm I'm a very reasonable guy, Mitch. I'm not. I I, I, I went to Purdue. You know, I I'm not I'm not one of these meatheads that are out there throwing rocks inside the track, man. I'm a pole vaulter, and it's about precision and honesty and hard work and integrity. And somewhere along the line, you got it in your head that we're a bunch of freaking goofballs or some meatheads, uh, and it hurts, man. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna think less of you if you go, hey, I was wrong. Can you show me the article you're talking about? Because I genuinely have no clue what you're talking about. It's so, it's not in written form yet, and I'm, I'm, the primary call is to prevent that. I had one bartender who went to freaking Stanford, which I don't know if you know anything about their pole vaulting team, but they've won, they have two Olympians. They have two Olympians, and their coach was the first American to take, to take a gold, and that was in the 70s. All right? And yeah, he's a bartender now. That's not a bad trade. They make a few hundred bucks a night. Frankly, if you work five nights a week, that's almost six figures. I don't, I don't look down on him for that. That's a career choice, and I'm proud of him. He told me, and that was six, seven months ago, man. And I, we let it slide. Then another council member got an email as well, and they're telling me that some freaking pool cleaner whose daughter's a pole vaulter, and her father actually invented the roof rack that holds the poles on the way to competition. So she's a, she's a freaking name in our world. So I, I don't take either of their accusations lightly. And you know what? Neither did the council. I'm bringing it to you. Let's squash it. 
I am so confused right now. I, I live in Ohio. You called me from California. Yeah, absolutely I did. I'm talking I'm calling from the National Association of Paul Volters. We're based I, out of Los Angeles. I don't, even, I don't even cover pole vaulting. I cover the courts and police. Here's the thing, man. I, I know I it's not taken written court. form yet. Multiple people have told me that's the chatter out there, and it's not from no one's, man. I gave you the resume. I'm talking about real pole vaulters. Well, who, who, are, who are saying these things? Because I, I don't even... <laughs> I'm so confused right now. I've never talked about pole vaulting until this moment. I have no opinions on pole vaulting. Well, that's not true. Listen, I'll be honest with you. You be honest with me, all right? I got a Ryan Kurtzton. I got an email I'm looking at from Ryan Kurtzton. I just pulled it up since we started talking. I'm in front of my mother's iPad right now. Okay, well, do you, do you know what my last name is? I absolutely do not. I have your phone number. I have your name. And he said that you tried to vape inside. As that's another. That's the only other piece of information I have on you. But it, again, I'm not calling you out of aggression, Mitch. This isn't. This isn't a. This isn't a battle, my man. You know what I mean. This is an opportunity to work together. I don't want to hurt the name of pole vaulting, and I, and frankly, I want to believe that you don't either. Man, I'm being as honest. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like I'm... Pole vaulting. You I'm take a freaking right pole, you run, you stick it at a 45, you twist it to the 60 degree, right up there, you get the crescendo, you fold your body, and you land on the pad. Pole vaulting. Okay. Are you familiar? Yeah. Now I you know, know what pole vaulting, vaulting is. See, Mitch, here's, I'm not trying to act pissed off, but you're saying one hand, I don't know what pole vaulting is, and then when I describe the sport, you go, yeah, pole vaulting. No, you see, I you're dealing with me two different colors of the same hand, right? I said I had no opinion on pole vaulting. Well, in the past few minutes, I think you have proven to me that you not only know about the sport, you definitely know who I am. I have no clue who you are. This is What's Satchel Rhinestone. 2005 gold. Can you spell that for me? Satchel. S A. T C H A L Rhine H R H I N E Stone S T O A N Satchel Rhinestone Olympic hopeful President of the National Pole Vaulting Association And right now Mitch you're number one freaking enemy All right, so JT, tell me, tell me about your. You, you mentioned the story you've got about interning for the the Sacramento Comedy Festival. So the Sacramento Comedy Spot, which Sacramento was the spot. home of the Sacramento International Comedy Festival. I guess you can just call something international. But Sac Comedy Spot's like an improv club mm -hmm. that had stand up sometimes, and it was the place that I did like my first like open mic open mic you mm -hmm. know because like I had like tried to do comedy when I was like in eighth grade and I had done a couple music mics when I was like 14 but my first like comedy open mic 2011 February 14th Sacramento comedy spot it was also J.R. de Guzman's first comedy open uh -huh. mic and now he has like an NBC holding deal he's verified on Instagram unfollowed my ass tell you that much <laughs> 
Uh, but that was my first time at the comedy spot. Loved it. Uh, started going back. In that time, by the time I was like 18, 19, I was using drugs and getting drunk all the time. So I would just go to the comedy spot, the two open mics a week, Sunday and Monday. And then usually, I'd try to wait till after my set, but most of the time not before my set. Yeah. Just get shit house, Fucking blackout drunk. How um, many How many beers? I'd throw them back, dude. Like six or seven beers. Before the set? Yeah. And I'd pretend, because they sold like tall boys, I had a fake ID that said I was 21, even though I was a teenager in yeah. there. And I had a beard, so no one questioned it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> you grew out the beard to make it more believable? Oh, yeah, I had a, my beard was like down to my tit line. A yeah. huge beard when I was 15, 16. Just I, never shaved it up to that point? I never learned how. I still don't know how to shave. <laughs> Just, I've, I've always had someone else do it for me. But when I'd go there, I'd always probably, there was a comedian named Darby Herms, but he's just another weird drug addict, just a weirdo, loved him, coolest guy I ever met. We mm-hmm. used to do drugs together. He always wanted me to shoot up heroin, even though I only wanted to smoke it. And uh, he was like, we should take improv. And I was like, okay. And so I found out that if I interned at the Sacramento Comedy Spot, mm-hmm. I would get free improv. And so I, I told uh, the owner, Brian something, that night, hey, man, I'm, I want to intern And for free improv. And he's like, okay, improv starts this week. You know, the next show that you can work is Friday. And so I go to improv on Monday, and I'm the worst. Like, I have, like, my seat (laughs) leaned back against the wall with my feet up in the air. Uh, I'm the guy pulling out the gun in the improv scene the first thing. You know what I mean? Like, pull everyone on the ground. You know, just the cringiest. Your go-to. My go-to. It still is. Dude, it's funny. That when I do mushrooms, all I can think is how funny would it be to just pull out a gun right now? That's why I don't do hallucinations with people because I'm like, dude, it'd be so funny to put a gun on the table while everyone's tripping and be like, no one's safe, no one's safe, no one's safe, just to see what happens. But I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> you know your limitations. Yeah. Well, one time I had a gun on me and no one knew, and I was in Chicago in my friend's basement, and everyone yeah. was on mushrooms, and all I could think is it'd be so funny to pull it out. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone I had a gun, but how crazy would it have been? Just drop it on the table. Just, just like, hey, you guys, look, there's a gun. Look out, look out, look out. Yeah, hilarious. Not, not even just hold it. You just flop it onto the table. Drop it on the table and just, just put my hands out <laughs> like I'm Christ, like do something. But... Uh, so I was worst at improv. I was horrible at it. Yeah. And the thing I remember most about this improv class is there was a guy in Sacramento. It's small town. It's bigger now. But you know how in small towns you can be like famous for not famous stuff? Yeah. Kind of like um, we know that one guy who was like the super fan for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Like Bubba Hawk. Yes. Yeah. In, in his town, he's famous for not being a fa- ex- There's a guy in Boise that everyone knows for being a crazy door guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's... I mean, there there were some people like that in Austin. Yeah, the guy up. that rises bike around in a thong. Yes, there was that guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I, Leslie. I, there was Leslie. Yes, uh-huh. I was gonna I was gonna say Leslie because Leslie even had a like a magnet deal, like a, the dress up Leslie magnet. Really? Yeah, you could buy it at like Waterloo Records and like book people and shit. That's awesome. It was just kind of like the dress up, you know, dress up We need up to Jesus. get the door guy in Boise to monetize this thing. <laughs> I did a fest in Boise and he was like in the promo photos and I asked my bro, I'm like, who's this fool? And he was like, dude, he's just the door guy that everyone knows. I was like, that's yeah. awesome. Boise rules. <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah. Austin, old, old Austin. I mean, old Austin to me at least, cause there's always going to be that older guy. That's like, that's not old Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's just like that local, local celebrity status. Yeah. So there's a guy, the local celebrity in my improv class. Yeah. And he was a hairdresser. That's the thing he was known for, was he was like, I cut hair. And he was like, 
not gay, but very, it was back when metrosexuals were still a thing. You remember yeah. how, like, guys that had good hygiene were called metrosexuals? He was, like, a metrosexual, and the thing he did in my class, and we didn't find this out till years later, mm-hmm. but he kept doing a scene where he would uh, be a gay man at a bar and go up to this guy and hit on him and mention the bar they were at, and it turns out that there was a guy in the improv class that wasn't openly out, and this guy saw him be gay at this gay bar and would consistently bring it up and act out the scene that he saw in front of him just torturing this dude. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's some psychological warfare and type we, shit. We had no idea. We just thought this dude just kept doing gay scenes, and we were like, whatever, <laughs> Randy, or whatever that fool's name was. Like, okay, bro. It's like, I guess he really thinks homosexuality is funny. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I'll, I'll tell you what. 2012 was different. 2012, we just lived different. <laughs> it was different back then. It was. Uh, but here's the thing. Darby it never actually came to improv class with me. I met one guy that's still on my phone, as Michael Laughter Hash because I smoked hash with him and he just couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was clearly mentally ill. Clearly, like, just sick in the head. Has crazy eyes. I hope he's well. I hope he doesn't murder me. Yeah. We don't talk anymore. He said he wanted to write a movie with me and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh. Just, you know, bring, bring that first draft whenever you're done with it. You, me, and the guy that's famous for cutting hair but sexually torture, or tortures sexually <laughs> or tortures homosexuals. Do we say homosexuals or is that offensive? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's been saying homosexual. Yeah, I don't think it's. Anyway, so, and you mentioned your friend Darby. You were like, "Hey, let's let's do the improv." He, he was the one that wanted to do it. Yeah, and he never showed up. He never showed up. Yeah, and so I'm doing it. I do it for like a week, and then finally, Friday shows up, and it's the time for me to work. And so I show up for my intern thing, and they're like, "All right, so here's how it works: charge at the door, you know." La da da da, whatever I was supposed to do, turn off the lights, sweep in the end. And about 30 minutes in, I am drunk as all fucking get out. <laughs> and Jessica Wellington's there. She is like now like a comedy store comedian. Oh no, she just moved to North Carolina. But she was like doing stuff that I'd see online and like on Instagram and stuff. That back, like, oh, you're doing stuff. She was like a. Who's that guy? Burt Kreshner? Burt Kreischer? She did sh- sh- shows with that fool. Also, a bunch of blue checks always comment on her post. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was doing good in L.A. She was freaking doing her comedy store yeah. thing. She was, like, a regular at the spot. Yeah, yeah. She's been crushing it. I hope, hope she's well. Uh, but she, like, came up to me, and she was like, hey, we need to talk. And I was, like, all drunk as hell. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? She was like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and I was like, oh. And she was like, did you steal those beers? And I was like, oh, I guess I did. <laughs> but I wasn't even thinking. I was just at work. You know, I was yeah. like, these are work beers. And uh, it's like, hey, I'm on the clock. These are these are part of the clock, right? Yeah. Well, I was working for free. And I think I was even yeah. saying, like, I'm doing this for free. And I started pretty much like fucking with people when they'd come in the door, just like just acting uh, iry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Iry. <laughs> I was iry. All right. And I was so iry that I got fired from working for free. And Brian was like, you can still take the improv class if you want. And uh, and then took that back by the next class because he was like, <laughs> yeah, man, you're not taking any of this seriously. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta stop doing it. It's like, get your shit together, then come back. And I made, I did something wrong to, like, every person in that class somehow. One guy's name was Jordan, yeah. and I was drunk as all hell, and I offered him a ride home where he put his bicycle in the back of my truck. Yeah. And I was putting his bicycle on my bicycle, and I was like, yeah, man, don't let it scratch. My bike's way nicer than yours. And I kept digging in and being meaner and meaner about his bicycle being bad. So yeah. the next time he saw me, he came up, and he was like, hey, man, why are you being so rude about my bicycle being worse than yours? That really bothered me. And I was like... Oh, wow. 
I don't know. I, I guess I was just kidding. Was that mean? And he was like, yeah, man, it was really mean. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't think about it. And then a couple of days later, I got even drunker and then apologized again. And he was like, yeah, dude, you've already apologized to me. Do you not remember? And I was like, no, I don't. It's like, no. This is just an ongoing thing, man. Hope you sell too. This is how my dementia starts. Yeah, for real. Let's hear from our sponsors in a Fart Locker exclusive commercial. This episode of the Fart Locker is brought to you by Big Bob's Truck Nut Emporio. Big Bob's Truck Nut Emporio. Big Bob's has all the nuts. Chrome nuts, red nuts, black nuts, all the nuts. Need a gift for your mother or in-laws? How about some family-sized truck nuts? Located just off of 183 and 71, look for the big inflatable truck nuts. Come by and take a look at our nuts in person or online at BigBobsTruckNutEmporium.com. Big Bob's Truck Nuts. Ask about our senior citizen discounts. All right, so JT, you, you got your start in your hometown of Sacramento, correct? Great state of California, yeah. Yes. Got to Texas as soon as I could, let me tell you. <laughs> fucking packed up and went there as soon as you could i was 19 working at a coffee shop my i met my friend i met my friend max mm-hmm. and uh what sorry what year was this 2013 okay working in 2013 my friend's on tour with his band and he comes in i didn't know him at the time this guy named max comes in mm-hmm. and I, he asked me what band i he's like oh i'm on tour with my band and i said what band are you in and he was like lemuria and i was like oh my friend's girlfriends wear your band shirts and he was like what and i was like you're like a what what girls like like what punk girls like and he was like that's funny that you say that yeah and i was like i've never heard and he's like we're a female fronted band yeah and i was like oh yeah that's cool and i was like tumblr girls like you guys and he's like what's a tumblr girl and i was like oh it's like a type of girl and like we talked about like a type of girl because it was 2013 yeah tumblr girl that was like the rise that was peak tumblr girl season yeah then. And he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Added me on Facebook. And then he said, I have a music festival coming up in uh, Austin with Transmission Events. Mm-hmm. And we need someone to work Trash Crew. Can you do it for us? And I did. I met all the Transmission people. Had the time of my life. I found heroin on the ground. I <laughs> did it in front of all my brand new bosses. And they said, if you move to Austin, we'll give you a job. And I was like hell yeah and so i told a couple other comedians i was like i'm moving to austin to yeah. do comedy they're gonna book me to open for kyle canane and they were so, like so j- just to make sure i got the story correct you so you meet you meet the guy at the coffee shop in sacramento uh-huh. and he, he he tips you off to this this job with transmission events hires me up and i end up running a trash crew like it, i ended up doing like the, the whole job for it it was great was the and the festival was in Texas? It was in Sacramento. It was called Launch Fest. Okay. And it went under the next year, I think. Yeah. And it was great. Loved it. I wore a captain's hat and tied my shirt up and wrote captain on my tummy because I was the trash captain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we would have, like, we, we were just twerking on the front of our little Grover, making the lights go off. We were confiscating <laughs> people's drugs and liquor, drinking the whole time. We were a party, man. Yeah. And I hired a bunch of comedians, and we all just got... I actually, one of my enemies now, a guy I hired, him and I are actually enemies now. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But basically, they're like, hey, if, if you're ever in Austin, give us a shout. We'll give you a job. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm moving there in a month. And I moved there in like a month later. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first job was being a 
bathroom attendant at Fun Fun Fun, mm-hmm. where I like handed out cigarettes and mints to people in the VIP section. I made mm-hmm. like three hundred bucks in tips every day. I got yeah. shit house drunk. And, like, did drugs openly. It was a blast. Fun, fun, fun was incredible. Oh, I, I went to the last two uh, last two years of that, and it was, it, it's it's a shame the way it ended there because it, it was a festival of its own, and it was something that, like, honestly, Austin needed. It was so good. Yeah. Mm, I loved fun, fun, fun. So much fun. When fun. we had all the guys from Silicon Valley out, I was working bathroom attendant that year, too. I did it two oh, years yeah. in a row. And the main guy from that, the, like, nerdy guy that's not T.J. Miller. Um, I believe his, I believe his first name's Richard. Every time he'd come to the bathroom. <laughs> I imagine he was probably doing coke. But every time he'd come to the bathroom, yeah. I would say, oh, it's the tiniest bladder in show business. And he'd act really nervous and run into the bathroom. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. He'd walk by and be like, well, 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 look who it is again, using the restroom, Mr. Potty Boy, addicted <laughs> to going potty, and the tiniest bladder in show business. And he'd just scurry on his way like, fuck, dude, come on, just let me use the bathroom. <laughs> Some people complained score. about me, and the boss was like, yeah, it's his job. He can fucking <laughs> roast anyone he wants. Yeah, he he's the bathroom attendant, all right? Uh-huh. Let I had, him have it. I had Michael Jordan's air cologne and i kept saying like uh play them and spray them get a little toot for you and spray people as they go by it was fun i still have people that follow me on instagram and stuff that like know me from that because i would make stacks of cash and then yeah. walk around shit house drunk just waving my cash everywhere three four hundred bucks a day bro and you just go around waving it's like hey remember me outside the toilet there's Look at a me video now, baby. of me on top of the production trailer the last night of yeah. fun 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 and I'm making it rain off the top, shithouse drunk, sing in a tuxedo, yeah. going na 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 na. The heat is on. No one touch my money. No <laughs> one take my money. Okay, everyone help me clean up. It was fun though. The, the real man's making it rain as you, you have your moment, and they're like, "Can everyone help me pick that up? Uh, yeah. I actually need that to get home." I need that money. Yeah, it was fun. But my first apartment here, I found on Craigslist, uh-huh. and this person said, "Hey, me and my girlfriend are trying to rent out." Uh, our living room mm-hmm. in which is right up the street and on north loop yeah and i emailed and i was like i'm in you know can i do it and they said they no call no interview only text message yeah can you pay rent tell me about yourself i'm a comedian moving to austin to work fun 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 fest and they said okay we're two college students it was a 18 and 19 year old lesbian couple mm-hmm. and i slept on the pullout couch yeah. And they stole my weed and they stole my money. And they weren't too bad. They were, you know, they broke <laughs> up pretty soon after that, though. And so we had a. a, a were you the cause of that? No, of course not. <laughs> uh, them being 18 years old and living together was the cause of that. Yeah. Uh, but they. And then we had, like, in the couple months I was there, because I, I moved out of there in January to the Wickersham apartments. Yeah. But it was. Firstly, it was a. It was like a, a younger college dude mm-hmm. that kept saying, like, the n-word and faggot around us yeah and so after like a week we kicked him out and then right after that uh was a guy i met at the bus stop mm-hmm. named vlad and he ended up being a meth addict and was just insane yeah and uh we kicked him out and then after all that this the one that was left Alondra, who was like we you know i'm trying to get another roommate back in here yeah Puts a thing up on Craigslist, and this girl messages her, mm-hmm. and uh, is like, you know, I think I'm in love with you. And then this banging hot, like, 25-year-old comes out mm-hmm. and is in love 
yeah. with my roommate very clearly just wanted a free place to stay. I didn't like Alondra, and it was very clear that this girl that moved in didn't like her either. So we became friends, and then she pretty much told me, yeah, I'm just looking for a free place to stay. She's paying my half of the rent. And I was like, that's G. All right, <laughs> that's pretty cool. You're just free. Baller move. Yeah, wow. I was like, wow. And more than once, we'd like ditch the house without her. And yeah. like, she'd be like, oh, I'm going to run to my room. We'd look at each other and like leave real quick as like a joke. But it was, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. And she remember when all those bars went down downtown for doing heroin, for smuggling heroin, 2013? Yeah. That was that was 2014 actually. 2014 bars. I, I remember it was like a, it was like a chain of bars owned by like the same the same guy. She broke bread with all those dudes, and she was snorting heroin with those guys. The girl that moved in with Alondra and I. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wild. Now she's married to a woman, different woman. She asked me to mm-hmm. officiate her wedding. I didn't, years ago. And then yeah. her wife went QAnon. Weird flex, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just one of those, you're just like, all right, well, good for you. Yeah, at that's least I'm not of... living in a living room anymore. Tell yeah. you that much. So before so b- before you had moved to Austin, but you, you get like, let's just say the, the offer from Margin Walker that, you know, if you move to Austin, we'll give you a job. What was your what was your understanding, or did you know anything about Austin before that? I had never been to Texas. Uh, my friend Julie lived out here. She dated Nick Mullen. Mm-hmm. And so I knew a comedian out here, and I wasn't doing very comedy for very long at that point. Mm-hmm. And I hit him up, and he lined me up with Joe Hafke and mm-hmm. was like, and then I met Joe Hafke and Chris Tellez, and they all hated me. But I was like a 20-year-old drug addict. It makes sense to hate me. I also sucked at comedy. No. Just like just like fresh off fresh off the bus from California. Fresh off the boat, baby. Yeah. Fresh off the boat from California, freaking using drugs heavy. Yeah. Annoying. Uh, so I don't you know blame anyone for disliking me. I don't even like me, babe. <laughs> um, but uh, I read Ryan County. Those were like the first comedians I met when I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. But my first like show. Well, was uh, right after Fun Fun Fun, I did Avalanche at uh, Holy Mountain next door mm-hmm. to Red 7. Yeah. And then I, Deer and Fun Fun Fun, I opened for Kyle Kinane. Yeah. At, like, what's it called? It was the Mohawk, wasn't it? No, that was that was years later. That was 2016. Yeah, because I... I Two re- years before that, I opened for him at the New Movement at like oh, 2 a.m. Right. Oh, was that... Oh, so that was during so that was during the actual festival because of like the, their late night shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you opened for them there at the New Movement, which I believe it's now the Fallout Theater mm-hmm. here in Austin. And can can you remember that that first Kyle set at all, or was it just oh yeah garbage? I used to tell a joke. Oh yeah, it's all garbage. All what, garbage. What was the most garbage bit you had for that? I remember my whole set, man. I can remember the whole thing. Uh, uh, I broke up with my girlfriend. Turns out, uh, uh, I hate how she. Oh, I, turns out we had relationship problems. Uh-huh. Like I hated how she had to face fuck every guy in Portland, and she hated how I loved her endlessly. Oh so yeah, that one just didn't work out. And then I'd go, uh, oh man, I can't remember. I had cocaine jokes and weed. Oh, I'm calling. I'm smoking so much weed. I'm starting to call things dope. But that <laughs> never happens with my other interests. Like I've never been like, oh man, that car is so. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or that vagina was pizza. Because they never are. I've never tasted a vagina and been like, yeah, that's what I wanted that to taste like. Nutella. That's That seems like such like a Jerry Seinfeld kind of like... Ugh, I cringe thinking about it. Yeah. That was my top, that was my tight five, babe. That was it. The tight five? Oh, yeah. 
oh man, I think of this joke I used to tell all the time where I beg, how did cookies happen, man? Oh man, it was <laughs> such like a fucking, I'd be like, cookies, isn't that crazy, man? You know, isn't that crazy? Because someone came along to cookie dough, had cookie dough, and thought, mm, this is horrible. Destroy it. Burn it with fire. Just, oh, actually, this product's pretty nice as well. That was the bit. And it's like, I, ugh, you know? Yeah. Now I'm like, I have an eight-minute joke about <laughs> about sucking my own dick. <laughs> it's like, we have progressed here, people. <laughs> now, let me talk for 15 minutes about pretending to be deaf in jail. <laughs> I want to take off my shirt and do something gross with my belly button. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? This is Satchel. I'm Satchel Rhinestone. I was calling to see if you guys uh, rent out for events or if we could have a private party there. Oh, let me let you talk to the owner. Thank you. All right, hold on. This time's. Hey, this is Satchel Rhinestone. Who am I talking with? This James. Oh, nice to meet you, James. Uh, I was calling to see if you guys would uh, allow maybe a small event or a little fundraiser or a private party. What's going on with that? You said uh, allow a private party? Yeah, if y'all rent out for a little event. Yeah, how many? Anywhere between uh, 100 to 120. Y'all got capacity for that? Um, actually, we, we don't, um, I mean, we just, we, we have a small outside sitting area that one, two, three, four, I mean, we only got five picnic tables. Okay. Um, so we're talking more like along the lines of like 25, 30. Right, right. That could work. That could work. That could work. Honestly, we're a pretty small group, and our last event had less than 50 people there. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not too confident we'll get that much more. I was just trying to uh, give out a good stretch just in case. But, yeah, a, a, a few of our members have reached out about your spot, and we're trying to rent it out. Gotcha. Um, well, I mean, we never come across a written out or anything like that doing private events. Um, you know, we we cater, um, or we you know we we have our everyday business. So. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's a it's a new adventure, so we could figure it out. <laughs> okay. Well. I'm with the, the Gay and Lesbian Against White Supremacies, and we're a pretty new group, and we're just looking for a place to have a picnic, maybe less than 50 people, uh, maybe yeah. a few protest songs, and a little bonfire. Are you busy next week? Um, not too like, busy at all, no. Wednesday, Wednesday to Friday, something like that, maybe you can swing by, and uh, that way you can get your eyes on everything, and... You know, we can sit down and talk about this in person. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I can I can kind of just bring out... It's pretty standard stuff, man. You know, uh, I can have someone gate off the area. We'll have someone degender the bathrooms. And then uh, we'll pay top dollar for your service. Okay, yeah. Do that. We'll, uh, we'll get together and we can figure this out. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. You said your name was James? Yeah. Correct. All right. My name's uh, Satchel Rhinestone. Um, what are your pronouns? I'm sorry. What was that? Your pronouns. My what? 
Your pronouns? Pro. Pronouns. I'm. I'm a. I'm a they them. What about yourself? Uh, I'm. I, I'm. I'm sorry. It, it's hard to hear. No, it's fine. Hey, man. I think I'm getting old too, right? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. My pronouns are they them. What are yours? I'm. I'm trying to hear you. I. Oh, yeah, let me speak a little clearly. My pronouns, I go by they, them. What are your pronouns? Okay. I, I don't. I really don't understand that. Like, do you go by she, her, he, him, or they, them, or other? No, I just I just go by James. James. Oh, I love that. Non-binary. Man, me too. That's why I've been doing they, them. No she, no he, just pff. Call me Satchel. <laughs> All right, well, I look forward to Wednesday. What time should I stop by? Uh, we open at 11. All right, well, I'll be there with bells on my toes. Before 11, you know, I'm usually busy in the back uh, getting re everything ready. So Busy in the back, but party in the front, right, James? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that sounds good to me, man. All right, sounds good. All right, I'll, I'll see you there, brother. All righty. And now we go back to the Fart Locker with JT and Robert for TV reviews. All right, so JT, uh, what, is your, what is your television review this week? The Bachelor Matt season. All right. Have you seen this? I will, I will tell you I have never seen The Bachelor. That's insane. Okay. You have a girlfriend. You have a fiancé. Yeah, but, I mean, she does like, she watches, like, D&D, like... Like live streams. Okay, and shit. homeboy found himself a cool girl. All right. Yeah, I got a normal fucking girl, girl, girl. I got I got a girl, girl over there. Yeah, like a I like girly shit. And does yeah. your girlfriend do girly? Like my my chick cooks and cleans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, well, I got like a Texas Texas girl. She doesn't talk back. <laughs> you know I mean, like she is clearly from Texas. <laughs> you know. I, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, my, Bachelor. You know what I mean? Like my fiance. Reality like, show. My fiance does like reality shows, okay. but it's it, but it's like her favorite, her favorite deadliest catch. <laughs> no, it's Forged in Fire. Shut the fuck up. It is Forged in Fire, dude. That's I watched one episode of that, and the guy in it was like, "Oh, hey, my wife loves you," and yeah. it's like this guy had this weird. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Is it the host? Will? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, the guy that was on the show, was like, hm, "My wife's a big fan of yours." And I'm like, <laughs> "This guy wants to fuck your wife? Fight this guy. Yeah. Make a sword and stab this guy. Exactly. Fuck that." Yeah, I wouldn't let your woman watch that, bro. No, she'll yeah. watch it and be like, no, so she'll watch that and see the host Will there, and it's like, why does he wear the tightest fucking jeans? Like, what's this fucking bullshit alpha male power stance he does every episode, like, in front of the anvils with them? Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know either. I started watching Bachelor because my girlfriend is, like, fucking a bleach blonde girlfriend, you know, the type that's, like, cooking dinner all the time. Love you. Uh... <laughs> She she's a she's a bachelor head. So we watched yeah. it, and what's crazy to me is Matt, the guy from that, uh -huh. just gets to lie to women and tell each woman a different. Like you can tell each woman, "I'm falling for you. I have feelings for you. I've never felt this way about someone." And then he says it on TV to like 15 different chicks, and I'm like, "I'm you can't do that." I remember being 23 yeah. and that being a big deal when I did that. You know what I mean? But but he does it like it's a fucking press junket on TV, like back to back, back to back. He's and he's kissing them and fucking them and then pretending like he's gonna marry one and then clearly doesn't marry one. Spoiler, dude, yeah. he doesn't end with a woman. He ends with a, a beard. <laughs> he, he grows a beard. beard. He grows a beard. I've I've heard it from previous seasons where it's like 
they, you know, all the tabloids will announce like who they went with or like uh-huh. if it was a big shocker and they go with no one. Or then it's like a few months later, it's like, yeah, they broke up. Mm-hmm. That's most of them. Most of those relationships break. But this guy, and I'm, I'm sure it's every bachelor, but I watched it and I was like, you can't just, I mean, I guess you can. But, okay. Having 10 girlfriends, awesome. Okay, yeah. you're on your Tiger Woods shit. That is tight to me. Okay, yeah. dude? That's that's sick. That's a player style you want. For sure. Hey, lying to women? I'm not even going to stop you there, baby. Go yeah. ahead. Lie to a little bit of women. Do your thing. See if you can finagle your way out of it when that stuff rises to the surface after lying to women. Try to finesse your way out. He has like a dozen women on TV, yeah. and he's telling each one of them, I ha- I've, hey, what we have is special. We, I'm growing this relationship with you. I've never felt this way before. Yeah. I, you know, it's crazy. I, I don't, you know, I, I feel so close to you. Here's what I like about you. And mm-hmm. then in the same shot, looks at another woman once he's alone with her and says kind of the same crap. Yeah. And it's like, hey, women, why don't you guys talk to each other? If you guys got along in that house, I guarantee one of y'all would be like, hey, wait, he's saying that crap to Yeah, he's saying it to me too. It's like, Fuck he said, that fool. He said the same thing about oceans in your eyes. He said the same mm-hmm. shit to me. Oceans in my... Dude, it, it was stuff like that too. And it's like, I'm sure that's every dude that, that's on The Bachelor. Yeah. But it's like, man... I, you can't do that in real life. Dudes get no. call outs for doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get fucking posted on someone's Instagram if you do yeah. that in real life. But this guy's doing it on TV and he's good to go. Okay. I cool, man. I guess the T V producers is like, Hey, we wanna have this player style. We wanna emulate it. Ugh. We're gonna do everything we can to make sure we get the most cattiest people in there so they don't they don't try and collaborate. Yeah, that's you. These shows you have to keep the crazy people on. That's good reality TV. I work oh, reality yeah. TV, man. I get it. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're good for television. Stay here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. So like, out of well, so besides the the obvious lying to the chicks back to back each episode. Did you enjoy it or? I watched every episode. Every episode? Yeah, every episode. I'll watch next season when the girl's the bachelorette. And I'll watch yeah. her. Here's the thing. The women don't really lie to you much when it's their in charge. When the women are picking, mm-hmm. they're they're like, you know, for the most part, pretty honest. But every guy just does that thing where they pretend like they're in love with every girl. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, I get it. They have They have that very, like, generic, like, just very problematic, like, male idea it's like hey i'm gonna tell this woman everything she wants to hear yeah it's like you know always be closing always abc he's like a fucking salesman he's like Uh i'm gonna close all these deals and then once once i get their offer sheets in i'll choose which one i want then Mm -hmm. that's exactly what he's doing yeah so in conclusion bachelor three thumbs down (laughs) which means two thumbs up because it's five out of three out of five thumbs okay Three of them are down, two of them are up. So two thumbs up. Mine are. Out of five? Out of five. So Both my thumbs are up, but the other three, down. Who? But who are the other three's thumbs? My thumbs. But they're my rating thumbs. Okay. And my rating is three. No. But I also like to watch it, so two thumbs up on my end. Okay. So for me, um, TV. Well, I think I mentioned this earlier, but... It's probably not going to be in the, 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 the main episode either way, but I just did like a, a weekend binge of Silicon Valley on mm-hmm. HBO. And that was one show like I, I followed it season by season as it came out. Really loved it. Thought it was really smart. I've always been a fan of Mike Judge. And going like watching it back, 
you know, by season three, I can kind of tell it's it's already getting into its rhythm and being, you know, almost sitcom esque. And there's there's also some there's also some episodes. It's just it's just so much cringe, especially with uh, the main character Richard. Like when they when they try to make him the asshole, like try to try to make him. What did he become the asshole for? It was just like lying lying to his coworkers and his best friends, like just for the sake of the company to try and save it. And it also just he's he's just a very cringy actor. Like he's really good at being that whiny white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, like I was actually going in there, like yeah, I'm probably gonna rewatch this and be like, yeah, the first season's the only good season, like re- worth rewatching. But I was like, no, like I enjoyed watching all all six seasons again. And I mean, I, I know it's not a very good review like yours, but. You know, I'd give it like a four out of five, maybe three point five. Four, three, three and a half thumbs up. Yeah. One and a half thumbs down. Yeah. Hmm. I liked it. I've only seen the first few seasons, so mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not as an expert as you are, but I just think of the scene where T.J. Miller's describing building hype for their company mm-hmm. in that restaurant. You know what I'm talking about? It's a great oh, yeah. monologue. It's just so funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Mm. And then um. There's there's that one guy who's like their business manager, Jared. He's like Jared Dunn's his character's name, but yeah. he was also he was also in the later seasons of The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of yeah. plays the same character. Yeah, but in Silicon Valley, honestly, it's it's like a way better version because by the like the last season, there's this one scene where he just snaps on the the main character Richard, and he's like he's like kicking down a door like trying to like get at richard with a bb gun and like he shoots him in the ass as he's running away and he's just like i was state raised he's like I, he's like i ain't afraid to catch a case <laughs> like when when i heard that line i was state raised state raised is yeah. a really funny sentence like i had to like i i legitimately like even when i rewatched it like i re like i had to like rewind it and be like i need to hear that again i was state raised yeah that's good thank you for calling austin this is natalie how may i help you hey yes sir hey uh so my daughter was in there i guess two and a half three years ago and she said that while she was in the restroom she saw a photo of a man uh, in I think whitey tidies stretching his leg over a call with doo-doo in his pants. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I haven't seen that, but I could look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. There should be, it looks like, and maybe she's remembering it wrong. It's almost three years ago, but it looked like he's white, whitey tidies, uh, maybe, uh, you know, late teens, early twenties, uh, all American football player looking, but with either doo-doo or mud, uh, just all over his whitey tidies and his lower back. Okay, I'll go look real quick. I'll be right back. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, I looked in both bathrooms and I could not find a picture like that. Mm. Well, it, is there different pictures per Possibly. There are a lot of pictures <laughs> within the restaurant, so there could be a chance that it's somewhere in here. Um, or it could have been a different... Yeah, well, it's the last known photo of my father. Uh, 
That was the Fart Locker Podcast with JT and Robert. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time in the Fart Locker.